From the nation's capital to the Sunshine State. It's compelling. The high plains of Kansas and the northeast corner of the land of enchantment. It's Monday. The land of EWTN all across the Lone Star State. It's GRN Alive. Bringing you faith, fun, and facts. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us on the show. Call 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to GRN Alive Monday for the very final episode ever. Today goes away. It's kind of a bittersweet moment. It's uh, been a fun, incredible ride, but uh, this is, in fact, the last ever GRN Alive. Last opportunity to say praise be to Jesus Christ to you, our dear listening audience. Okay, that's true and not true all at the same time. All right, great things are still to come. In fact, we're going to be talking about that. What is next on uh, on uh, the, the sort of the docket for this team and for the initiative that's coming up? We'll be talking about that on the show. Plus, we have a mystery guest to share with you, a blast from the past. Someone has not been on in quite a long time now. We're excited to have this person on to close out the chapter that is has become GRN Alive Monday. We'll be discussing that. Of course, Teresa Kamara is here. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Joe. Good to see you back for the very final episode. I am super excited to be here, and it has been a wild ride, and I am very happy that we're able to meet again, and, and yeah, I have no God. doubt we're going to see each other again. So. It's going to be fun. We have a lot of <laughs> lots lots to discuss today. There's a there's a ton of stories in the news, of course, but we want to do some reminiscing about the program today. So I went through uh, the the past catalog of shows and picked out some gems to discuss. I think you did too. Mm-hmm. Maybe our mystery guest has as well, and we'll be able to uh, to chat about all of that. Plus the headlines, all the all of that coming up, and so much more. By the way, if you were a part of last week's Sherathon, God love you for your generosity. Uh, it was uh, it was a wild ride last week. There was some moments of, uh, I'm not sure how this is going to come out, especially on my hours for sure. But then there were some incredible moments and such a blessed and wonderful finish to the whole week and hitting our goal was just amazing. Yay! So praise be to Jesus. God love you for your generous gift to support the Guadalupe Radio Network. We're so very grateful to you. There's a lot coming your way for the GRN. New initiatives uh, that we are planning to roll out in not only this week, but also in 2021 as well. So God love you. God bless you. Thank you for your missionary efforts to keep GRN alive. And we are growing and we are excited about that. But let's, let's pray and we'll dive into it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now the headlines with Emily Alcarez.
Archbishop Charles Chaput said that Joe Biden should not receive Holy Communion because of his support for the grave moral evil of abortion. The Archbishop Emeritus of Philadelphia also warned that individual bishops who publicly announce their intention to give Biden communion risk doing a serious disservice to Biden and to the rest of the American bishops. This statement by Chaput comes after Cardinal Wilton Gregory announced in an interview that he would not deny communion to Biden. As the Archbishop of Washington, Cardinal Gregory would be Biden's local bishop when he arrived in the White House. The Supreme Court vacated a ruling on California church closures. The Harvest Rock Church filed a lawsuit against the state lockdown restrictions, but a district court would not grant its request to halt the restrictions. The church appealed its case to the Supreme Court, and on Thursday, the Supreme Court accepted the church's appeal, vacated the Ninth Circuit decision, and sent the case back to the Circuit Court for consideration in light of the previous Supreme Court's ruling in the Brooklyn Diocese case. The ex-president of the Vatican Bank was found guilty for embezzlement of 55 million euro, or about 60 million dollars. Angelo Coloia was president of the Vatican Bank from 1988 to 2009, when Pope Benedict XVI removed him from office. The Vatican has seized 30 million in his personal account and frozen another 25 million of his assets. This is the first case of financial corruption at the Vatican, where the prosecutor has asked for a prison sentence. The Vatican has announced that Pope Francis will travel to Iraq in March of 2021. He will be the first pope to ever visit the country, which is still recovering from the devastation inflicted by the Islamic State. It will be the pope's first international trip in over a year due to the coronavirus pandemic. The president of Iraq, Barham Salih, welcomed the news of the papal visit, writing on Twitter on December 7th, the journey of Pope Francis to Mesopotamia, cradle of civilization, birthplace of Abraham, father of the faithful, will be a message of peace to Iraqis of all religions and serve to affirm our common values of justice and dignity. These are your Monday morning headlines through a Catholic lens. St. Ambrose, pray for us. We're talking 4th century here in Italy. He was born about the year 340, but he was not born in Italy. In fact, he was born in Gaul, what is now referred to as Germany, up in Trier. But when his father passed when he was a young boy, mom moved the family back to Rome. And uh, young Ambrose grew up learning rhetoric and politics and became somewhat uh, sort of a prodigy, a young prodigy. And he was uh, known for his ability to, to govern, to reason, and to appeal to the people. So he was appointed as governor of Milan. And uh, he took on the office with great gusto. And he was winning the favor, the hearts, the minds of of the people. In fact, the emperor at the time of the West really felt like he had, he had a great pick. When he told Ambrose to take this position as governor, he said, I want you to rule the people like a bishop would. Now, Ambrose was a catechumen. He was not baptized. Uh, very common practice at the time. You might remember Constantine didn't receive baptism until his death. And even then, he was baptized by an Arian heretic bishop. But still, nonetheless, he became Christian on his deathbed. 
So here is Ambrose at, in this the seat of power in the West. It was no longer in Rome. It had shifted north when the uh, when the Western emperor set up their court there. Well, uh, there was a breakout between the Arian heresy and the Christian Church, the Catholics, and there was a fight, and it was becoming violent. And so Ambrose got in the middle of this as governor in order to avoid bloodshed. Well, he was so skilled at winning the hearts and minds of the people that eventually they said, you know what? We want you to be our bishop. The Arians wanted to replace the the bishop that just passed, and the Orthodox Catholics wanted to replace the bishop that just passed, but the people said... It is Ambrose that we really want. He is the guy. And he got so scared by this, Ambrose ran and hid in the home of a friend. And when the emperor, uh, Valentinian this, uh, the first got wind that this is the people's will that Ambrose should become a bishop, he felt Good on me. I picked the right guy. You see, this is affirmation of my great skill as an emperor. So he gave his blessing to Ambrose. Ambrose eventually was given up to the people. His friend who was hiding him gave him over to the to the mob, so to speak, and he gave himself to the task. He was uh, baptized. I believe it was September or December the seventh. Uh, I think it was in three eighty seven, if I'm not mistaken. He was baptized. He had to be uh, raised through the the orders uh, to eventually. Be become a bishop, all happening within the span of just a few days, really. Now, just because one is uh, consecrated a bishop of the church does not necessarily mean they possess all of the information, the skills, the, the learning that one needs to be a good and holy bishop. So Ambrose, being the kind of man that he was, he threw himself into the learning of sacred scripture, of theology, of liturgy, and he wanted to master these subjects in order to become a good and holy bishop, which he did. In fact, we know him as a doctor of the church. But because he was also a man of great truth, of character and integrity, just because a thing is hard, tricky, or political does not mean he avoided these things. He did not uh, ever uh, negotiate away truth in order to bring about a greater compromise and, and bring people across the aisle. That was never his style. He would call a spade a spade. He did so in love and in charity, but he did it nonetheless. And in fact, when Valentinian died, he left his sons and his wife behind. And one of his sons that uh, became the emperor of the West was a little boy. So his mom was ruling in his stead. Well, these two characters, just and Valentinian II, they were of the Arian persuasion, and they were at war with the Orthodox Catholic Christians. Well, uh, Ambrose put himself there at the defense of Orthodoxy against the very emperor to which he uh, he have, what had come from, right? It was the father of Valentinian II that made him the governor. Well, uh, n- no matter the difficulty, Ambrose knew you must stand for truth. Because truth is a person. It is Jesus Christ. And when they tried to confiscate his basilicas, he said no. They sent troops. He did not care. He stood his ground because it was the right thing to do. Never giving an inch over to the Arian heresies or to the secular willpower just because they wanted something doesn't mean they should get it. Well, he won the day there. Now, Theodosius was the emperor in the east, and Theodosius had to come to the rescue of Justinia and Valentinian II 
second and essentially became the most powerful person in all of the Roman Empire, uh, once again uniting the East and the West, which was quite remarkable, really. And Theodosius was Catholic, not of Arian persuasion. So you would think that Theodosius and Ambrose would get along well, but the fact is there was some contention there. Theodosius came to Milan in order to try to convince Justinia of the error of the Arian way, which was awesome. Could you imagine a political uh, a, point, a political appointee of sorts uh, coming to the rescue of Orthodox Christianity? I think that would be amazing to see again. And so while he was there in Milan, he attends a mass of St. Ambrose, the true and right bishop. And he tries to become an altar server for the Holy Mass, and Ambrose sends him back out to stand with the lay folk. Pretty powerful, I would say. Uh, which I'm sure threw the emperor off a few steps. Like, wait, I'm the emperor of the whole world. Why are, what are you telling me? I can't serve at the altar? Yes, you're not, you're not an altar server. He actually said, he sent a deacon to say it really. He said, purple robes make princes. They do not make priests. Go stand with the lay folk. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Well, Theodosius one day lost his temper. In Thessalonica, the mobs uh, revolted against the governor there because the governor had arrested their favorite athlete of the games who had committed a grave crime. Uh, well, the mobs uh, came after the governor and they ended up stoning him to death. Theodosius lost his temper and murdered 7,000 people. Uh, so Ambrose excommunicated him in a way. He prevented him from receiving Holy Communion at his masses, wrote him a personal letter uh, imploring him to repent of his crime and his sin, and, and obviously, again, didn't allow him access to the sacraments until he did so, you know, performing public penance. Because Ambrose knew that to be truly pastoral, to truly care for the souls of the people under your your care and your protection, you must call them out when it's necessary to do so. And public sins require public penances. To Theodosius's credit, he did actually heed to the call of the bishop. So the bishop stands up, calls him out, and he does what he is asked to do. He performs public penance and is once again admitted to communion. This is what we need to see as true pastoral care in our day and time, I would argue. When in 397 uh, Theodosius dies, actually he dies in 395, when he dies, it is Ambrose who preaches the funeral mass for Theodosius. And in 397, Ambrose dies himself. Uh, it was April 4th on uh, Holy Saturday of Natural Causes. And of course, we all remember St. Ambrose as the man who converted Augustine uh, to the Catholic faith. And so his life is one of incredible heroic virtue, of courage, of integrity. One I would love to see again in our day, in our time. And truly, there are examples of it. St. Ambrose, pray for us. Pray for us. Well, Teresa Kamara, how was your weekend? It was awesome. Um, I was really excited that yesterday was the Feast of St. Nicholas. He is definitely one of my favorite saints. Oh, yeah, um, us especially too. Especially in coming in defense of, of the virgins that, you know, that way they weren't forced into this marriage. Yes. Um, and I love that. But also, um, I was coasting through Facebook and noticed your wife had these amazing uh Creations that she had put together, and we're talking that she called her Saint Nicholas a uh, shoe loot, and I was so inspired because of the creativeness of these little hats that she had made with the with the uh, uh, the staff, and then yeah. uh, putting the the chocolate coins in uh, to represent you know the payment <laughs> that the virgins were able to yes. 
be protected using that payment to yeah. pay off the, the nobleman who wanted to marry them. Yeah, we love St. Nicholas. We've had a devotion to him for many, many years. Every single year as a family, we go and visit uh, uh, St. Nicholas. He is a, there's a gentleman who dresses up as a bishop and mm-hmm. a place near our house, a little place called Old Town Spring. And the, there's a little shop there, the Dutch, the Flying Dutchman. Uh, and every year he comes here. The Dutch have a big devotion to Saint. They call him the Sinterklaas. Uh-huh. And uh, so this year, obviously, being 2020, being the unique year that it is, uh, they had to cancel that. And it's funny because the gentleman who comes year after year remembers us very well. We bring him gifts every year. Uh-huh. So he wrote to us to, to you know say he regretted he was not going to be able to be there this year. So my wife bought a costume of Saint, of Saint Nick, not Santa Claus, Saint Nick. And uh, we made our son, John Paul, get dressed up and uh, he was reluctant at first but uh, it was a lot of fun in fact we went to go take pictures with our friends on Saturday at a nature park and out of nowhere this Dutch Catholic family walk up and say Sinterklaas and can we take a picture and and it kind of made his day it was a lot of fun the benefits of the universal church I know that was one of the things that like whenever you see that you have in common something you hear about it but then whenever you see it in action It's just, it's like having family that you didn't know about. Yeah, true story. True story. Well, praise Jesus. Before we jump into the uh, pro-life news today, which has been our custom here on the GRN Alive Monday show, uh, we are, we're putting an end to the show. Today is the very last episode ever. In fact, I, I want to say it'll be episode number 80 on our playlist over at facebook.com forward slash GRN online. So if you go there, you'll be able to go to our video tab and go to the GRN Alive Monday playlist and you can see all the past episodes and, uh, and I would encourage you to check those out. We've had some great episodes here. Yeah. We're gonna, we'll be reminiscing about that because coming up here in just a few minutes, about uh, 10 minutes from now, we'll be uh, we'll have a mysterious guest on, a uh, flash to the past. We'll be back visiting the show and maybe maybe some of our viewers can guess uh, who that might be, but we'll, 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 we'll announce them here in about 10 minutes or so. But I want to talk to you a little bit about what we're going to be doing. Since we're putting an end to GRN Alive Monday, some people have asked me, but Joe, why? What is... What's going on? The good news is we have more good things to come, not less. So praise God for that. It's an expansion project. So we've discovered over the past year that we're covering a lot of topics that we need more opportunity, more. We need to expand a bit on on this uh, in this direction. So we we surveyed our audience over the summer, and we one of the big feed pieces of feedback that we received was. They wanted more coverage of news, more coverage of the breaking stories from a Catholic perspective. And uh, so we needed to come up with a, a program that can cover them in greater depth. We're also at the same time collaborating with other Catholic radio apostolates uh, to, you know, to provide for the next 10, 20 years. And so part of this collaboration means that this show that we're going to be launching will be on not just the Guadalupe Radio Network on the English side of all of our stations, but it'll be beyond. It'll be uh, also played on other Catholic Radio Apostolate stations. For for instance, Stations of the Cross will be picking up the show. So we're talking New York, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania. I want to say they have a a station in Ohio. Um, uh, You can check it out. You can look them up online, Stations of the Cross. So that network will be playing us. There may be others as well picking us up. So it's a nationally syndicated uh, morning drive time talk radio show. We're calling it 
the Catholic Drive Time. In fact, Emily Alcarez is here. Good morning, Emily, again. Good morning, Joe. So, Emily, we, we brought you on board to help uh, produce this show and be a mm-hmm. part of it. Uh, are you excited? You ready to go? Oh, I'm so pumped. I can't wait. I mean, just looking at the lineup of guests that we're going to have and the yeah. topics we're going to cover, I'm very excited. So one of our angles for this show is to do is to have voices that aren't heard or have not been heard all that often on Catholic Radio. So we're looking for kind of new and interesting mm-hmm. voices, ones that we know are solidly Catholic, but at the same time, it, it's going to add a little new flavor, a little spice to the Catholic Radio lineup that's not uh, normally there. Right. We don't want it to be something that anyone has heard before. So also having that, uh, unusual guests, but also having guests talk about topics that they normally wouldn't. So yeah. we really want to bring something new and original. Now, I say that, uh, but uh, we are... T- the first ever show is going to be this Wednesday, so yes. day after next, mm-hmm. on the Feast of Juan Diego. And uh, we're going to have, who's our guest lined up for that day? Are we, I think we're going to have, second hour is going to be Raymond Arroyo. Yeah, very excited. We just got so him So he, he's obviously been heard a ton. Yeah, this is Catholic true. Radio. Mm-hmm. So we've already broken our first rule, <laughs> which the, the first rule of Catholic Drive Time is we, we get to choose to win to break the rules. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but Raymond DeRoy is going to be promoting his new book. It's in time for Christmas. Yeah, it's a Christmas book called "The Spider That Saved Christmas." Yeah, and I'm really excited. It's a really sweet book. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be catching up with him in the mm-hmm. second hour. In the first hour, I want to say we're we're having John Henry Weston. That's exactly right. We are having uh, Mr. John Henry Weston on the show to talk about big tech censorship from LifeSite uh, News. From LifeSite mm-hmm. News. Yes, he did a whole series on big tech censorship, interviewing a lot of the people who are uh, really ensconced in the whole controversy. And so he's going to be our uh, specialist on talking about big tech censorship. And they've been targeted quite a bit. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I've been seeing it myself. In fact, just this morning, I was trying to look up, I was Googling the Epic Times. Mm-hmm. And I had to get to page number five of Google results before they actually delivered the Epic Times URL. No way. Page five. Wow. That's insane. I mean, uh, we're seeing the censorship, the shadow banding, and many other things all over technology, which is why I say in the the digital era, it is great to own or operate 39 radio stations across the mm-hmm. Guadalupe Radio Network, allowing us in, uh, to speak unfiltered, uncensored to our audience. So uh, there's a double-edged sword in this uh, digital world. Uh, even though we are expanding our digital operations, Catholic Drive Time is a part of that effort. Uh, it's important to remember that radio still provides us an opportunity to to be able to speak the truth in an unfiltered way to you. But that that day may be coming to an end in the not-so-distant future. We'll so, talk more about that later. So, Joe, they get a chance to hear you every Monday with I me know. right now. Penance. And with and, Well, Penance. and with Emily, they're going to get to hear you Monday through True. Friday. Yes. So, five days a week. Five yep. days a week. <laughs> five days a week. So we the, the show starts Wednesday, December the 9th. It is, as I said, the Feast of Juan Diego. We'll start at 6 a.m. in the morning, Central, 7 on the East Coast, and we go for two hours. The first hour will feel mm, very much like GRN Live Monday. It'll feel a lot like GRN Live Monday, with the exception that we will be covering more breaking news and stories. Emily will have two broadcasts per hour. Uh, she'll be looking for the latest stories out there so that you're always up to date and have the latest before you get to the coffee pot at the office. Or... Or dropping the kids off at school or wherever you're going that day. That's the goal. And then second hour is a little lighter, a little more fun. Uh, we have uh, a second hour guests. We'll do some audience interaction. But we have the greatest Catholic trivia game show ever known to Catholic radio. Ever, ever, ever. 
Uh, can I be more hyperbolic than it's that? It's so fun. It's I don't just think you can. So well, and I actually have talked to listeners in between, like as we're transitioning and we're talking about it, and they mm. are super pumped whenever they listen to the previous. They're like, oh, "Wait a minute, what was the answer? Like, what did they ask? Like, that's a so they're getting into it even outside the show time. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, what inside and outside. Uh, Emily, what are we calling the show? It's called Fear and Trembling. Fear and Trembling. Now, why would we call it Fear and Trembling? Do you know? Because you have to work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. <laughs> That's right. Now we okay. In all honesty, we stole that from Saint Paul. Okay, it's that we totally plagiarized him uh, in that Philippians two twelve. I'm sure he doesn't mind. Work out your salvation <laughs> in fear and trembling. So, uh, but it's a Catholic trivia game show. The good news is uh, the contestants, you, our dear audience, you could win some cool prizes because we have a lot of sponsors lined up. Oh, yeah. We have a huge variety of Catholic sponsors. I've reached out to dozens of Catholic vendors, so we're going to give away some great prizes. Amen. That's going to be a lot of fun. So that starts Wednesday, 6 a.m. Central, uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, all across the Guadalupe Radio Network. Of course, uh, Adrian, we're going to be live streaming that on all of our social media platforms, right? Uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Absolutely. We'll be on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, um, and hopefully we will, uh, and we'll also have it on both the GRN page and the new Catholic Drive Time page on Facebook if you want to go there and like the new Catholic Drive Time page. And I've been posting into Parlor. I know that's uh, like a Twitter alternative, and uh, I've been hanging out on Parlor for a few weeks now just to dip my toe in the water and see what the deal is there, and I'm still not convinced, but uh, I'm hanging out there for a little while anyway, and I'm posting the live video links in on my parlor feed you can find me on parlor just search for at catholic hack uh, h-a-c-k uh, or just look for joe mcclain you'll find me there i'm posting the live video links there and of course emily i think you're also putting us on instagram and other platforms that's right be sure to look up catholic drive time on twitter instagram youtube uh, i think on youtube we're streaming on guadalupe radio still um but yeah you can find us on all social media platforms yeah, all right. Praise God. So, all right, so that's Catholic Drive Time. And that's why we have to put an end to GRN Alive Monday, because it's expanding, really. It's growing, and it's growing beyond our audience to a new audience. Uh, but it's the same kind of content. Now, Teresa, uh, because she has a full-time job in the pro-life world, and she's a pro-life warrior, uh, her boss would have hunted me down and broken both <laughs> my kneecaps if I would have stole her for five days a week. She's not a violent person, but she definitely would not have been happy. <laughs> Slight exaggeration on my part. Okay, Slight hyperbole there. She's so there. sweet, but no, um, she, she yeah. definitely she's would not sweet. be happy. We that. gave her an award. I didn't want to upset her too badly. Uh, but that meant that... Uh, so. We're changing the format a little bit as far as the team goes, but we still do intend to have Teresa on the program. So, Teresa, one day a week you'll be on. You'll be our uh, pro-life news update. And I'm super excited about doing that and super honored that you're still having me on. Yeah, praise (laughs) God. It's fun. Uh, same voices, some new voices along the way. All of that is coming up Wednesday, 6 a.m. We hope you'll join us the day after our, uh, you know, our uh, Holy Day of Obligation, which is tomorrow. And we hope you'll be a part of it on Wednesday, December the 9th, 6 a.m. across the GRN right here. We want to hear from you on and get your feedback on the show, too. We'd love to have you. All right. Head, uh, headline news with the pro-life perspective. What do we got? Yes. So, Reichland, Mississippi is the ninth city to declare itself a sanctuary city for the preborn in Mississippi. And so we're super excited about that. Um, As they are being protected here in the United States, city by city, um, we still, of course, have the major threat that's coming down potentially from the potential 
presidential-elect um, Biden and Kamala Harris. So um, I really want to encourage everyone, you know, just continue to be strong, continue to refer to live-action videos for, you know, specifics about the mm. abortion procedures. Um, stick close with Students for Life of America. If you're on college campuses, they have specific um, programs for you. Of course, um, keep listening to GRN and um, to... Um, EWTN for various pro-life updates. I mean, we, we try to keep it in the forefront um, and also be looking at the USCCB's pro-life initiatives. Um, don't don't take it for granted. Like, <laughs> now is the time when we need to unite and be as involved as possible. That might be on the legal level, the prayer level, through with especially through Four Days for Life, expanding to 365 days a year. And uh, so, so just stay involved. Also, um, it's really exciting to see outside of the country um, the Argentina protests that will uh, that are pro-life in support of the unborn and uh, for protections for women. Um, we're also keeping an eye, continuing to keep an eye, uh, and we will be in the new show as well on these vaccines. Um, there is a concern about fertility issues and. The possibility of it causing infertility so that the question is is it just going to be a problem for women yeah. who are pregnant right now for women who might um just have uh conceived within two months of having the vaccine is that gonna what what is that gonna do and then also um just the reality yeah. that there there could potentially be complications because this is a brand new vaccine and so um just keep all of that in your prayers and of course no matter so like let's say that someone takes the vaccine and they end up pregnant and they're like oh my gosh what what's going to happen now like just keep in mind god is allowing for you to get pregnant at that time like that is something where god is the one who knows the timing he's chosen you to be the mother and if that means that you need to look at choosing adoption or if you need to look at um, just, you know, being at peace and finding those resources that are connected to you. Check out optionline.org because every life is sacred. Your life is important. Your child's life is important. And they are one is not greater than the other. So yeah. um, also, I thought it ironic uh, that and I'm going to bring this up now, even though it's not per se necessarily pro-life news. I found it ironic that with the Pfizer vaccine mm. um it has to be stored at negative 70 degrees I actually no negative someone, 70 yeah so what's ironic is i so i have a friend who um her brother is helping to install these freezers and so we kind of got into a, a conversation about how only a few um you know they they actually are going to be brought in in packs um and so they will have to defrost these packs and so they're going to have to so it's not like they're going to have single um single doses if you will mm -hmm. so they're going to be given mass they're going to be mass produced if you will mass given um, and so um, but what's ironic to me is that we're everyone is so concerned about carbon footprints yeah but what how are these going to be transported <laughs> except by dry ice okay yeah. dry ice y'all what is it made out of carbon dioxide and actually I was I was laughing because I saw this Times article that said that there's less carbon dioxide in the air and so it's so the price of carbon dioxide you know and this dry ice might go up because there's less of it because the car emissions are down because we're all working from home and i thought okay really are we really having this <laughs> well, conversation I, but more importantly that i'm very concerned about the uh, the vaccines from a moral point of view uh, of course the uh the, the abortive fetal tissues that were used in the testing phase, and not necessarily in the, in the vaccine itself, but in the testing phase with several of these companies is very troubling. And Father John Hollowell over the weekend quoted this on his Twitter and uh, parlor feed. I would rather die 10,000 times 
than derive even the slightest medical benefit from an aborted child, unquote, Father John Hollowell. Well, and the and thing I have is, to agree. there are, I, I definitely agree. I 100% agree, and I really appreciate the fact that um, Bishop Strickland has come out repeatedly, been we very vocal We did some shows, I think, on this topic. Yes. We'll be talking about that in a few minutes, but... Uh, but we also need to be aware as Catholics, like, there are bishops that are coming out and saying that it's okay to take them, and so if you're hearing that from your friends, that's what's going on. There but is, the reality is... There's a good article on Catholic Culture's website, catholicculture.org, by Phil Lawler, where he discusses that. This was posted on December the 4th. Uh, we'll link to it over at facebook.com forward slash GRN online. I'm posting a link to it on the And there is a there. lot of argument right now is with the Moderna um, vaccine as to whether or not it still has aborted baby parts inside of it, in the production of it. So it, that's that I, I'm hearing people who are supposedly like they're in the know and there are OBGYNs who are saying that it isn't. And I'm seeing people who have documentation that there is. Yeah. Some are saying it has to do with when it was what part of the process it was, and now now at this point with distribution, it does not have any of the aborted baby parts in it. However, we need to be aware that there are vaccines that are available, even for COVID, that are being developed that do not involve aborted baby parts. There's no requirement in creating a vaccine that it include fetal cell lines or that it be tested on fetal cell lines. Right. Um, and a fetus is a child, no matter what they're going to call it or label it, just like a toddler Amen. or senior or teenager. So. All right, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. We have a mystery guest to uh, to share with you. So a blast from our past of GRN Live Monday, as we said at the beginning of the show. The show is uh, going off the air today. So this is the final episode of GRN Live Monday. It's been a fun ride, and we are reminiscing a little bit for the rest of this hour. Plus, we have the after show still to come. But we have a very special guest uh, uh, coming up here in just a few minutes on GRN Live Monday. It's the last episode ever. I hope you've had a good time with it. I'd love to know what your thoughts have been, good or bad. This is your chance to blast us out of the water. If you'd like, you can leave a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or on YouTube. Just search for at GRN online. You can find the live video feed, and you can leave your comments there. We'd love to maybe uh, reference a few of those. That'd be super fun. But coming up here in just a few minutes, a mystery guest, a blast from the past of GRN Alive Monday as we say goodbye for the final time. Plus, our new intern's going to have a, a word You're or two. You're listening to GRN Alive. Now is a great time to call. 877-757-9424. For victory in life, we've got to keep focused on the goal. And the goal is heaven. The key to winning is choosing to do God's will and love others with all you've got. Sacrifice, discipline, and prayer are essential. We gain strength through God's word. And we receive grace from the sacraments. And when we fumble due to sin and it's going to happen, confession puts us back on the field. So if you haven't been going to Mass Weekly, get back in the game. We're saving your seat on the starting bench this Sunday. Welcome home. I've never heard y'all before. There is this lady with her big white SUV, and on the back of the windshield is this big cross with y'all's radio station underneath. Put it on y'all's radio station anyhow, and then it starts talking about the saints and how the saints give you signs, and they lead you into the right direction. I just appreciate you and God for putting that sign in my life and letting me know that it, it is Him, and it's okay. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. 
Hey, yo, Mick, you know, I was thinking, you know, if I get out of this fight alive, I might donate one of my cars to the Guadalupe Radio Network. How you gonna do that, kid? All you gotta do is log online to grnonline.com and click on the vehicle donation link. Well, then what are you waiting for, kid? Get back out there and clobber them, Rock, so we can get online at grnonline.com and click on the vehicle donation link. Donnie, what are the four Gospels in the New Testament? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And who baptized Jesus? St. John the Baptist. As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to GR and Alive Monday. It'll be the last time I say that ever on the show. It's kind of bittersweet, but it's good to have you back on. I'm Joe McLean, your host of the Monday show. Dave Palmer is the host of the Friday show. And uh, today we are enjoying the last ever GR and Alive Monday. And I want to invite a guest on who's a blast from our past. Uh, pop quiz. Pop quiz, Teresa Camaro. Okay. Who was, our, who was the first guest of the first GR and Alive Monday Show. Oh, I don't know, because I actually was here after your first GR in Alive. No, first GR in Alive Monday edition. You were on the show. Um, first guest. I think it might be Paul McCusker. <sighs> Super close. I'm going to have to say, hats, that was really close. Hats that was off really to you. That was a noble try right there. Hats off. But maybe our guest on the phone right now might know. He probably doesn't, but that's okay. I'm all right. I'm okay with embarrassing him, too. Uh, <laughs> I want to welcome to the show once again. Been a long time now. Tito Edwards from BigPulpit.com. Good morning, Tito. Good morning. How are y'all? Praise God we're alive. And it's good to see you again, Tito. Tito. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a long time since we had you on the show. Uh, you were a part of the uh, the early days of Jaron Live Monday. Do you happen to recall off the top of your head who was our very first guest of the Jaron Live Monday show? Dave Calloway. No, that was the first one for this year, or was right. He was at the end of last year. He was at the end of last year. Actually, the first guest of Jaron Live Monday was September the twenty third, two thousand nineteen. Horatio Mihat, Liberty Council. We had Mihat. That was later. That was in September. No, he was the first Jaron Live Monday. See, here's the confusion. Here's why the team, besides being old and senile, most of us, (laughs) except for Teresa, very young, but uh, Tito and I are very old, very senile. Uh, is because for the longest time we were doing GR and Alive Friday editions. Oh, that's See? right. Where you're driving the Monday the show came at the end of last year, and uh, and so it was a brand new initiative, and we got our own show, and Mihat was our first guest. And he was amazing. He was amazing. We were covering um, the aborted baby fetal... Uh, sorry. We were, we were covering the aborted babies being used to um, humanize mice. The, yeah. Um, and just, it was terrible. Like it was horrific what the material that, that yeah. is being the the whole process is being used, but it was great in the sense that pro lifers are fighting against that and his defense of Sandra Merritt um, against Planned Parenthood as they were right. attacking Center for Medical We Progress. cover we've covered a lot of great subjects on Gear and Alive Monday in its short span of life and uh, Tito uh, BigPulpit dot com. Um, you were a big source for a lot of that stuff. I, I would every Absolutely. every Monday I get here at zero dark thirty, 
and uh, and I wait for everybody else to show up eight hours later, and uh, and I start going plowing through BigPulpit.com. Uh, which has been uh, a wonderful tool to me. So thank you for that. But uh, maybe you can catch us up. What have you been up to the last, uh, I don't know, better part of a year now uh, since we've had you on with BigPulpit.com and some of the other initiatives you have? Yes. Well, I've, outside of uh, a little uh, fundraising, I've been uh, I've launched uh, two seven weeks ago. I launched uh, three secular websites, news aggregators for the secular world. Uh, <clears throat> trying to draw them closer to Christ because the news that I pick are clean and uh, in line with the magisterial teachings of the church. And of course, there's many topics that there is leeway between. But other than that, uh, yeah, uh, it's been really, really, really bu- busy. Thank you for asking. You know, um, in those early days, the format that we were we had was uh, Tito would give us like sort of the roundup. You know, he it was it was Monday, so we would get the roundup from all the news over the weekend, and uh, and of course through before COVID hit, it was all scandal all the time. We were still there dealing with scandal. the fallout of of Vigano McCarrick. There was several curial bishops that were uh, involved in high level scandals. We were talking about that all the time, and uh, Tito would give us the roundup there. Well, it was also Pachamama issues. Yes, yeah, for sure. We talked all about that. Any favorable memories there, Tito, from your time on the show? I just I missed the camaraderie with with all you guys, you and Teresa and and Adrian and uh, Tim and. The rest of the gang. I just remember coming in in the morning, and it was like, I'm so glad I'm a morning person, because I would walk in, and you and Joe would be, like, firing it off on it. You know, like, oh, yeah, you know this person, and this person. I'm like, I don't even know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it was like there were about 10 name drops in a period of 30 seconds, and I thought, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I do miss that, too. In fact, I felt like many times our conversations off air were probably better than they the conversations intense. on air. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that isn't that how we uh, started off doing the um, the after show because we yes. thought our conversations after were yes. so much better? Yes, exactly. <laughs> we said, you know what? Uh, because we keep talking, let's just put that on air too. But uh, and by the way, we've been having a lot of technical difficulties with the setup and the stream. And we're very sorry about that. We spent last week destroying the video streaming system in order to build it back better. See how I threw that in there? You see how I cut through that in there? Yeah. And uh, and we're still working on the better part. But hopefully by Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. we'll have that sorted for you. Uh, but uh, so I just wanted to throw out a couple of uh, show shows that we did. I have a list here of the 87 best GRN Live shows. Of the 87 best? Of the 87 best. Of course, <laughs> there's only been 80. So I threw in some extras just to no. I, I picked out a few a extra buffer material. I picked out a few that I thought were really great, and uh, you know maybe we can reminisce a little bit here. Sure. What's uh, you mentioned Paul McCusker. Oh yes. Now I I went full fanboy. Oh my gosh! I didn't even know who he was until we were like right like thirty seconds before we were on air because I because yeah. you had given me the. Um, Robin Hood to listen to over the weekend. I was like, wow, this is really well done. Yeah. The storyline is great. It's very Catholic. The, the 
sound is amazing like the readers are fabulous and then I thought this reminds me so much of Adventures in Odyssey and I <laughs> yes, just like and I thought that's so odd like I and I was I was thinking wow they found some talent it's like Adventures in Odyssey <laughs> and uh, and because I never yeah. I listened to a lot of books on tape and that were fiction and I ne- like that's the only series I know that's like that and so I um so we get in and I and you were like by the way it's Paul McCusker and I went wait a minute. Yeah, and all of a sudden the everything Paul clicked, and I was thinking I was praying for his conversion when I was a child, yeah. like or for, for the conversion of really? people that were doing, you know, Doctor Dobson, like the yeah. whole team. I, I wasn't sticking to just Paul McCusker, but yeah. yeah, I was like, we need them to be Catholic. We need that kind of arts on our side, and now we do. Yeah, I, I was pretty fanboy on that one. So that's Augustine Institute. If anyone wants to look those up, great Christmas gift. I was that's very right. giddy when uh, we had him on. Yeah, I broke my own rules about interviewing people. Uh, you know, by going fanboy, and but with him it was super easy because, you know, focus on the family was such a big part of our early journey in mm-hmm. in the Catholic faith, and then of course uh, we loved the Chronicles of Narnia CDs that mm-hmm. he produced that are just the best they quality awesome. ever. I mean, really top shelf. Uh, do you have any memories of that one, Tito Edwards? Bigpulpit dot com. From uh, Paul McCusker? Uh, no. no uh, I'm not that, <laughs> that memorable for you. That memorable for you. Uh, I'm, I'm not that well read or listening. <laughs> I apologize for that. I, I, I tend to like my uh, uh, ancient history. You like? <laughs> I do too. But we covered a lot of that too. Remember, uh, covering the yeah. Battle of Lepanto. Uh, I mean, we we had a lot of fun covering some of these topics. Of course, uh, some of the other uh, big ones that were on our list. By the way, I recommend. Uh, you can always watch us on YouTube. That's uh, obviously a choice. But we've kind of f- focused most on the Facebook side of things. So if you go to our GRN page, uh, so facebook.com forward slash GRN online, you go to the video tab, there is a playlist of videos just for GRN Alive Monday. And it has all has like 80 different episodes there. And so all of these episodes are available there. You can watch them there. But uh, responding to blasphemy, the Black Mass, Adrian Fonseca oh, was, was interning way. at the time. Uh, you know, and funny story about Adrian Fonseca as an intern, he was finishing up his bachelor, double, ba- double bachelor's at UST. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I would look over and he'd be fast asleep. <laughs> yeah. In the corner there, drooling all over the equipment. He I can either really confirm tired. or deny this. Yeah, he was because he, he was trying to finish up his, his bachelor's, and so that was his excuse, you know. Right, but that was why I was. You're definitely like, more animated now. We, <laughs> we since upgraded to Janelle, and Janelle is also a student at USD, but she never sleeps on the job. So yet, you know, uh, yet. it's automatically an improvement. How are you doing, Janelle? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm not a morning person like Teresa, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, it's actually, I learned about GRN through Adrian Fonseca, who I met at the university. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we were at an um, interview session for um, the presidential ambassadors really? of the university. And I saw him in the corner with the rosary. And I said, I thought immediately, I want him to be his friend. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, someone wants to be my friend. Someone is interested anyway. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, praise Jesus. It's uh, it's it's been fun to have you on the team, Janelle. Hopefully, you. you'll you'll still stick around. Maybe yes, you got to get up earlier, though. I is do, the only I downside. Do. But uh, <laughs> we'd love to have you, and we're hoping we're hoping to make our video switching system a little slicker, a little more automated. But clearly, there's some still problems to work out. Hopefully, Adrian will have that worked out by Wednesday morning. 
uh, when we have to go live. But uh, the Black Mass was a popular show on GRN Live Monday. Now, well, and the, and that was partly because um, it was. I really think we have a big base in Houston. I could be wrong about that, but I I know we have a big base nationwide, and it was just ridiculous how how vehement everything was. And what I didn't mention this during the show, but I think it's worth mentioning now. So um, I I know a priest, Father Cadet, mm-hmm. who came out to pray, and my friend said, "Oh well, when he showed up, like it was kind of sad because he, you know, people had already been there, and then everyone went inside." And I said, "Well, what about this?" I said, "What about the fact that you have this spiritual warfare going on?" What if the evil felt that he was coming and yeah. they went inside so that way they wouldn't see him? Yeah. And he came out and he prayed. And I thought, wow. If we, and he would come out to the pray at the abortion facility. He now would come he, out and be involved. He was, uh, Father Cadet was there for the protest yes, he was. and the prayer rally that we had. And uh, Adrian and I were there. Adrian went back but at the middle of the night. But their counter protest went inside. And yeah, that was fun. But I was going to say that Father Cadet spent most of his time. We were, I was like, "Where is Where is Father? Yeah. Why is he hanging out in the back? Get up here, man! The the battle is up front." But he was in the back talking to this couple the entire prayer rally. Turns out that that was the parents of one of the owners of the bar uh-huh. that held the Black Mass, yes. and uh, they actually came to Mass with us later. That after the prayer rally, we all went to Mass, and uh, and they were there with us. It was such an honor and a privilege to be able to speak to them because they appreciated the fact that that we were prayerful and we were concerned for the spiritual well-being of the owners we didn't want to see we weren't vitriolic we weren't you know mean spirited at Absolutely. all and uh and they were surprised by that they thought we would be i think a little rougher but in fact we were not we they're cared not about their catholic. souls say that again tito they're not even catholic not even catholic yes yeah. so that was a powerful episode. yeah and they went to mass with us afterwards right so that was on the 25th of november 2019 of course the uh, father joseph calloway episode of consecration of saint Ju- joseph just before the end of the year was a big one that was a big hit yeah that was a big hit uh that was fun i remember showing up that day and i had two copies of uh, Father Calloway's book. I know, and I was really frustrated because I was like, how did you get a copy of that before I yeah, did? Yeah, me I too. Ordered I ordered it like months ahead of time, and I was like, how do I not have this yet? Yes. And I was like... I'm consecrated. Yeah, are you? When did you do your consecration, Tito? My, my wife and I did that three months ago. Three months ago. Well, we I made it a priority to have the consecration done by Ash Wednesday, uh, because I just felt a foreboding of 2020 coming. And uh, and by the grace of God, we were able to get that done. But that was a fun show. Well, and it was beautiful because we got a chance to talk about the manliness of St. Joseph and yeah. his virginity and, and his ability to be able to take care of Mary um, as a fully human man. Like, not he wasn't withholding something. He wasn't having to... Um, somehow be this weak elderly man, but he was fully alive, fully giving yeah. himself to Christ. And yeah, it was it was it, it was, was a awesome. great show. Yeah, it was fun having him on. I think I love. I think it. the twelve thousand views also speaks for itself. Yes, true so story. you can add your name to that if you haven't seen it yet. Go check it out. Speaking of which, another very popular show that we had on YouTube side of our program was uh, the uh, the Fulton Sheen interview with yes. Patrick Coffin. Very popular show. That was a sad tragedy to see the derailing of his mm-hmm. beatification. Uh, you know, and it, we've had a good conversation with Patrick Coffin. We'll have to have him back to catch us up on all of that. But that was a great show as well. Uh, the Devil in the City with Jesse Romero back mm-hmm. in November, or actually January of this year, was a very good show as well. Tito, do you, you like that one? Oh, yes. I liked listening to all the stories that he had to tell during his time at the LAPD. 
Yeah, it's a great book. I love especially how he opens the book talking about as a young deputy sheriff working in the prison system and discovering that these uh, these hardened, uh, you know, the uh, full lockdown prisons that he worked in, there were a lot of uh, demonically possessed prisoners there. And how he d- found a way to sort of determine who was who uh, was uh, pretty crazy. So uh, we're, we're getting some notice here that the audio is randomly cutting out on the social media side, Adrian Fonsec, if you could take a look at that. Of course, uh, the China COVID persecution with Steve Mosier, another very popular yeah. program that we had in the early days of the COVID crazy in 2020. Remember that? Absolutely. Uh, of course, uh, I, one of the things I take away from that episode was him talking about the app that all Chinese citizens are required to have on their phones. They're re- and they have to have smartphones, by the way, because mm-hmm. why? They track people, and they're using the, the data on the phone to track their citizens to keep a social score, which they then uh, restrict their ability to uh, have access to things like public transportation and other things in society through the use of this app. By the way... So they could get locked out of restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, trains, buses. The UK, by the way, the UK Parliament is, they've already said they're using uh, uh, cell phone data to track their citizens on the lockdowns to know whether or not they have been following the the lockdowns. And they're considering implementing a vaccine passport required by all citizens to get into public spaces or public transportation. That is in the United Kingdom, not the United uh, Communist Party of China. Yes, Tito Edwards. The uh, PBS had a special on the social uh, the social score app mm-hmm. for China, and during the course of it, they were poo-pooing it. And then, as the show progressed, they were saying that's not a bad idea for certain <laughs> aspects in our life. Yeah. These are American tech giants talking yeah. about that. Mm. Yeah, welcome to the new normal. Country. Welcome to the new normal, which was also a show that had a lot of views back in March. The new normal. A lot there was a lot of listeners to the GRN who did not love the way uh the way I said the new normal back in March on that show, but it got a lot of views. And we were talking about losing the mass. The lockdowns were in full effect, uh, and there was mm. it was a map that was being tracked about which dioceses were locking down masses, and then it was slowly going black. And so then the entire United States was covered in black, and you realized that we did not have access to the Holy Mass, uh, and it was just heartbreaking and, and, and sad. And I know those were the early days, and there was a lot we did not know about COVID and, and all of that, and putting that aside, it was heart-wrenching to see that we weren't able to go to mass so there was a show called the new normal back in march 23rd and it was got a, a lot of views and it was a lot it was very much a blessing um to be able and an honor to be able to be a part of that time yeah. on the radio to be able to say you know to give that encouragement and to to just also be able to see the fact that priests were reaching out to us through social media seeing your work you know with the churches in the area that were helping to live stream the masses so we could be as connected as possible um and then also just being able to to keep on encouraging people like keep on pushing that we want to have the mass like they yeah. don't don't feel like you have that you are are going to give up don't feel like this is going to be an end to the faith this is going to be a time of great growth and so yeah. how can we go about doing that yeah, we ha- we also spoke to Bishop Strickland yes. about that, yes. and uh, I had a little bit of an emotional exchange that my wife chastised me about later that day. With the bishop, she's like, "You can't talk to a bishop that way," <laughs> and I was like, "But I was I was feeling it. I was feeling this way." <laughs> she's like, "It's not his fault. Don't 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 do that." <laughs> like, yeah, it's okay. definitely not his fault. Definitely not his fault. <laughs> and uh, and the thing is, like, 
I think I think people understand whenever like there was a lot of emotions going on and just you know being real because right. we can always have that very yeah. um, what's the word I'm looking for professional you know yeah for monotone, sure like I've never been accused of and, being a professional and, but, personally I mean so. professional monotone like in the sense of like we're detached it's just like yeah. this detachment and that's one of the things that about this radio show that I love is that we can we can say no this is life this is real yeah. and we're gonna bring you our our you know, in the moment thoughts, yes, and true. it's not that's why I like live. That's it's why not I like live. <laughs> live is energetic and fun, and you never know what's going to happen. We have a few minutes left on the radio side. We will cons- we will continue on for the very last f- uh, ever after show of Jaron Live Monday as well. So we're putting an end to the show today. We're also going to do uh, the after show. We'll put an end to that as well. Uh, just a little send off, a little say goodbye because the Catholic Drive Time two hour Monday through Friday show launches on Wednesday, December the ninth. That's the day after next. Uh, 6 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on your Guadalupe Radio Network station and on the Stations of the Cross as well. It's a nationally syndicated program. Uh, a couple of other shows I want to mention before we run out of time on the radio side. The Freemason Show with David L. Gray was also a lot yes. of fun. Yes. Uh, I learned a lot. I had no idea. So like what y'all talked about was very intense. So David O'Grey, by the way, is joining the GRN uh, lineup yes, in twenty twenty one. He's getting his own show. We're very excited about that. I have a lot to work on to get that done. Uh, but he was a Freemason, as was I, and we had a great conversation about what the church teaches about Freemasons. Can Catholics be Freemasons? Which the answer is no. No is the answer to that, and why is that the case? We discussed that all on that show. That was a show that aired on uh, February the third of twenty twenty. So that was a fun show uh of course every brie dale uh show ever oh my gosh i mean we've had brie dale on i don't know a bunch of times Uh uh-huh and she is fantastic every time she rocks (laughs) every time she delivers every time she is super sharp we absolutely love brie dale she is an independent journalist stationed in rome she works for several outlets like newsmax for instance she also reports sometimes for ewtn and even for church militant and the daily caller and others and and she's a very dynamic individual. And I'm happy to say, the first ever, I think I've mentioned this, that she is probably going to be joining the Jaron lineup as well in 2021. Yes. Well, so, she's already been part of your um, your pilot yes. set of uh, shows. And she, once again, was amazing. Of and course. Brought uh, the info to the table. We did a whole series on vaccine shows that I thought were amazing. Yes. We just updated Solid. that. Father Richard Heilman, Father Altman, Mother Miriam. I mean, there's just so many shows. Deacon Harold was on the show, Monsignor Pope. But that's it. This is it. God love you. God bless you. Tito, thank you for being on the program today. Yes, Tito. Thanks for having me. Teresa Camaro, thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you, Joe. I want to thank uh, Janelle for being an intern of GRN Live. and it's been a uh, pleasure. Looking forward to working with Emily and with uh, Adrian on Catholic Drive Time, launching on Wednesday. 6 a.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, all across the Guadalupe Radio Network, online, on your phone, and on the air. We want you to be a part of it. Please tune in this Wednesday, 6 a.m. for the first ever Catholic Drive Time, live across the GRN and Stations of the Cross. Stick around for the after show on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter to search for us for at GRN Online. For the last time, God love you. We're praying for you. Please pray for us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to GRN Alive. From the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. For more faith, fun and facts, join our email list. Just text the letters GRN to the number 42828. That's GRN to the number 42828.
The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Amen.